Yo, Integrity Radio. This is Chad Sifu. Just wanted to say that Wait to Tell is one of my top favorite pieces that are uh, by you that I that I like, and um, really says a lot in there regarding emotion. Right on. Hey Chad, thanks for listening and thank you man for the for the props. That means a lot to me. You know, I kinda find it interesting how these deep things um are hidden in songs. You know, I approach music a lot like I approach art, and that is I just sort of a stream of consciousness. I guess is the best way to put it. So the lyrics, specifically the lyrics, tend to be the least contrived portion of the songs that I write. And it's always interesting many years later to go back and discover what it was that I was saying. I heard Jim Carrey, the comedian, who um, is an amazing artist, And he said something very poignant that every painting is somehow a reflection of the artist. I'm starting to see how that's true with both uh, painting and music. Thanks for listening. I'm starting to question myself as a Wing Chun instructor. Oh, come on. No, let me tell you why. Okay. You know, Chris Chan, he would talk sometimes for hours. And you would have to stand there and listen to him. You couldn't even, like, train or do seal tell while he was talking. You would actually have to stand there and listen to him talk. And we're talking maybe 50 to 100 people just standing there <laughs> for hours listening to him talk. Didn't these people have to get to work or get home to their families? No, it was usually the evening. He he started teaching usually around 3 o'clock, and then people would start coming in, coming in. So by the evening time, uh-huh. you know, by 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. the place was packed, right? Right. So usually early, people were there earlier. They'd be training. He would come in. They would still be training, but he would be talking, and then he'd teach a little bit whoever the few people were there usually right. he arranged for them to be there early yeah but I, i'd be one of those people that w- wasn't asked to come <laughs> i would just be just there, there. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um but then once start once people start coming in um he would start talking and and tell everybody okay listen listen he would not let anybody train he'd start talking mm-hmm. again for sometimes for hours and then uh, he would, and then he would teach. You know, he would have somebody lead seal and tell, or essentially that's what it was. You know, yeah. uh, you know, maybe chum cube, UG stuff like that. But that was always kind of special on the side. It was predominantly when everybody was in house. Yeah, you heard them talk for an hour or two or three, <laughs> and then you would train for an hour or two or three. Yeah, you know, doing seal and tell. So, something that I've been doing, maybe from the beginning, I don't know, but uh, I ask you guys questions, and I want you guys to answer questions. Uh-huh. The only question Chris Chan has ever asked of me was, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> That's it. He's never asked me my birthday, my, uh, you know... What 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 way is up? Mm-hmm. What martial art have I done? Nothing. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's wrong for me to ask questions of you guys. It depends on the question. Any. Depends on your style of teaching. Depends on what you want to accomplish. Well, I'm just wondering if it's not just a style of teaching, but perhaps it is the way of teaching. Because, you know, 
might not just be style. That's what I thought, that I have a different style than Chris Chan. But I'm wondering if it's perhaps not a style, but a well, way. It could be a, a uh, you know, I don't know, but it seems like the more, especially Chinese style of martial arts, the instructors don't really, they just are an example. This is the way it is, and you either follow and get it or don't. Yeah. It does seem to be a theme. I don't know if that's a stereotype or not, or if that's but I, really I, how I it think is. I understand why at this point, why it would be that way, because um, it's very frustrating asking questions of students, mm. or even asking them to do anything. Mm. It's, it's too much work. For me, <laughs> hmm. it's and I don't even have that many students, mm-hmm. you know. So I just really wonder. All right. Well, I'd like to hear more other people's opinions on this. I rarely ask for opinions. <laughs> how about viewpoints? We'll call them I viewpoints. Think it, I think it really <laughs> depends on how much you're asking of people, and you have to be realistic in what you're asking as well. I'm just asking to 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 communicate the value and importance of Wing Chun as I see it, so that way I know it's being reflected back. What I'm saying is being reflected. We'll see. Integrity Radio. I'm gonna start another radio show called Ronnie Has a Good Point. That's what the <laughs> show's gonna be called. Um, it's a good point, but I'd like to remark on it. Uh, you had said what? Well, I, I think the general idea is that, especially in today's society, if you if you push someone, I mean, it's good to push someone encouragingly, but I think if you push someone not necessarily encouraging, but saying you're not doing it, no, you're not doing it, too far they're just gonna say oh well then I mean it's kind of like my failure piece okay well then obviously I failed at this so I'm gonna just do something else that works for me well but you had made a correlation Mm -hmm. between the kids oh yeah no there's a whole self-esteem thing going on there if you're not positive with someone and you're continually negative it, it it affects their self-esteem and people don't people want to have good self-esteem for the most part I mean there's some people that thrive the other way but usually and if your self-esteem is continually getting beaten down it's it's not only not you know it's not they're not going to feel like they're able to spread the message so it's going to have the reverse effect yeah they're not going to feel like they're good enough to spread the message so then they're not going to say anything right okay I I think this is important. Now, here's my response to that, and I think that what you're saying is true. I think America specifically itself is in its adolescence. Yes. You know, as a civilization, as a culture. And here's the issue. And I, I'm I'm finally starting to understand this and why. Wing Chun isn't for children. Yeah. And that is really at the heart of the issue. Wing Chun really isn't for children. It's just it's just too direct, it's too specific, it's too, you know, um, it's very interesting in that way. So, therefore, that's why I don't have any problem with the kids just doing it once a week and just doing seal and towel, you know, and just being very lightly influenced by it at this point, you know. And they do seem to like it for the most part. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. But, um, yeah, as adults, boy, I mean, the line, you're, you're, you're holding the line, you know. You're maintaining that center line. And, 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 uh, and it's, it's, I think it's easier also if you've got a full-time job and on top of that other responsibilities that you're taking care of. And, again, it's part of this culture, this American society, we have to do that. You can try to live it yourself, but to try to go another step and and spread the word on top of everything else that you're doing, I think is also very difficult for people. Yeah. I could see it as difficult, but not as difficult as not doing it. 
that's the issue. Yeah. It's if we right. don't do it, then we have the issues that we currently have, and we specifically have the issues that we have in our culture and in, in the world, really. Right. Um, because of people not growing up and not growing up in a specific manner, you know, yes. growing up with responsibility, you know. Yes. So, yeah, I think this is all very telltale. I think it's also why I don't have a lot of students. I think uh, over 25 years, I've only taught maybe a thousand students, yeah. you know, and then a small handful um, have stayed, you yeah. know. But there's some long timers, you know, yeah. but they really did ha uh, have to sort of just put up with my approach. Um, I don't think it's putting up. I think it's it's seeing survive seeing the value, <laughs> maybe survive, but seeing the value in it. Yeah. And being able to maintain that long term takes some commitment, and yeah. you know, not uh, not everyone's got the luxury that you do to make it your full time job. Well, that's just the thing. It wasn't a luxury made. It was just a commitment that was made. I I dropped everything. I had I had a life, and I dropped right. it. But you can't expect everyone to do that, especially if they have kids. No, but what I found out is that it was, it wasn't a luxury. It was a necessity, and I, I didn't find that out. I knew it. You yeah. know, it was a necessity. Right. It is a necessity. <laughs> Hi, this is a call in to Z at Integrity Radio about your segment on questioning yourself. I was fortunate enough to train with Grandmaster. Chris Chan on several occasions and after doing so I have to say that I don't necessarily think that he is the best instructor in the world. I think he's one of the greatest martial artists that's ever lived but I don't think he was such a good instructor necessarily. I think that his success probably was due more to the fact that he was such a great martial artist rather than being a great instructor. Um, I think that you are a great instructor, and I think that one of the reasons you're a good instructor is because you question your students and are actively involved with the answers they give. Hi, this is a call-in to Z at Integrity Radio about the adolescence of our culture. There's a lot of ways you can push somebody. For instance, you can push somebody into the path of an oncoming train. This would be very bad. You could push somebody out of the way of an oncoming train, and this would be very good. I think it's not so much that you're pushing somebody so much as it is the direction that you're pushing them in, and whether or not they realize that that's a good direction to be pushed in.
had a really interesting conversation with Ronnie earlier today. We were talking about egos. And I've always found egos to be one of those words or concepts to be in a line with like mind and soul and spirit. And not altogether um, bullshit words. I mean, they, they have their place and, um, and objective meanings. But I remember hearing about ego maybe in high school philosophy or college philosophy. I don't even think I took. Did I take a college philosophy class? I don't think so. And in fact, I, I need to look it up more. I need to find out if the ego is a construct of philosophy or psychology or what. But I am going to just temporarily accept the premise of ego. Because if I were, then I could define myself as someone that has a badly fractured or perhaps a destroyed ego, a fractured ego. I think I've heard those terms before. I mean, I not only let down most of the people around me and their expectations uh, of me, but I've even let myself down in my expectations of me to a point. But before I get too abstract here, let me just say this. I know when an ego is out of control. Again, I'm accepting the premise. So, And we've all asked, how do I know if my ego is in check? And Ronnie really got me thinking about this question. And then it occurred to me. We know that it's the ego because the ego wants to know why. The ego is obsessed with why. It's as if how, when, where is of no consequence whatsoever. It's just why. And I think why belongs in that whole camp of emotion that has gone unchecked by reason. Yes, the ego is only concerned with why. The next two segments I'm about to play you, I think, encapsulate this channel. I should like to change into a sunflower, most of all. That's so tall and simple. What flower do you like to be? I don't know. One of these, maybe? Why do you say that? Because they're all alike. Oh, but they're not. Look, see, some are smaller, some are fatter, some grow to the left, some to the right, some even have lost some petals, all kinds of observable differences. You see, Harold, I feel that much of the world's sorrow comes from people who are this, yet, yeah allow themselves to be treated as that. Yes, sir. I'd like to have an argument, please. Certainly, <laughs> Have you been here before? No, this is my first time. I see. Do you want to have uh, the full argument, or were you thinking of taking a course? Well, uh, what would be the cost? Well, yes, it's, five, it's one pound for a five-minute argument, but only eight pounds for a course of ten. Mm. Well, I think it's probably best if I start with the one and see how it goes from there, OK? Fine. I'll see who's free at the moment. Uh, Mr. Dubake is free, but he's a little bit conciliatory. Mm. Yes, sir. Try Mr. Barnard, room 12. Thank you. <clears throat> what do you want? <laughs> well, I was told outside. Don't give me that, you snotty face heap of parrot droppings! <laughs> what? Shut your festering gob, you tit! Your type makes me puke! You vacuous, toffee-nosed, malodorous pervert! Look! I came in here for an argument! Oh! Oh, oh, I'm sorry, this is abuse. Oh. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, that explains it. Yeah. Oh, no, you want 12A next door. I see. Yeah. Sorry. Not at all. No, that's all right. Stupid git. <laughs> Is this the right one for an argument? I've told you once. 
No, you haven't. Yes, I have. When? Just now. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Didn't. I did. didn't. I'm telling you, I did. You did not. I'm oh, sorry, is this a five-minute argument or the full half hour? Oh, oh, just the five-minute one. Fine. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, I did. You most certainly did not. Now, let's get one thing quite clear. <laughs> I most definitely told you. You did not. Yes, I did. You did not. Yes, I did. Didn't. Yes, I did. Didn't. Yes, I did. No, this is an argument. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. It's just contradiction. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It is not. It is. <laughs> you just contradicted me. No, I didn't. Oh, you did. No, 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 no. You did, just no, then. No, no, nonsense. Oh, look, this is futile. No, it isn't. I came here for a good argument. No, you didn't. You came here for an argument. Well, an argument's not the same as contradiction. Can be. No, it can't. An argument's a connected series of statements to establish a definite proposition. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It isn't just contradiction. Look, if I argue with you, I must take up a contrary position. But it isn't just saying, no, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. <laughs> Argument's an intellectual process. Contradiction is just the automatic gainsaying of anything the other person says. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Not at all. No, look. I... Thank you. <laughs> what? That's it. Good morning. But I was just getting interested. Sorry, the five minutes is up. <laughs> that was never five minutes just now. I'm afraid it was. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not allowed to argue anymore. What? If you want me to go on arguing, I'll have to pay for another five minutes. But that was never five minutes just now. Oh, come on. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm very sorry, but I told you I'm not allowed to argue unless you pay. Oh, all right. There you are. Thank you. Well? Well, what? That was never five minutes just now. I told you I'm not allowed to argue. I just should pay. I just paid. No, you didn't. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> but I don't want to argue about that. Well, I'm very sorry, but you didn't pay. Aha! Well, if I didn't pay, why are you arguing? Gotcha. There you have it. Is that? If you're arguing, I must have paid. Not necessarily. I could be arguing in my spare time. <laughs> I've had enough of this. No, you haven't. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I want to complain. You want to complain? Look at these shoes. I've only had them three weeks and they No, I want to complain about the man. complain, nothing happens. You might just as well not bother and my back hurts and whatever you have a fun day. I want to complain. Oh! Hold your head like this and then go, wah! Try it again. Whoa! Better, better, but wah, wah! Hold your hands here. No! Now, wah! That's it, that's it! Good! Stop hitting me! What? Stop hitting me! Stop hitting you? Yes. Well, uh, what did you come in here for? I came here to complain. Oh, I'm sorry. That's next door. It's being hit on the head lessons in here. <laughs> what a stupid concept. Right. Hold it now. What? what? Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Inspector Fox of the Light Entertainment Police, Comedy Division, Special Flying Squad. Flying Fox of the Yard? Shut up! Whoa! <laughs> and you! Wow! He's good. You could learn a thing or two from him. Right now, you two, me old beauties, you are nicked. What for? I'm charging you under Section 21 of the Strange Sketch Act. <laughs> what? You are hereby charged that you did willfully take part in a strange sketch. That is, a skit, spoof, or humorous vignette of an unconventional nature. Within... Yes, those two movie clips really embody this station and really where I'm coming from as a human being. So, um, if ever you're confused by my words, ignore them and then return to those two segments which flower would you like to be and I've come here for an argument Integrity Radio Hi this is a call in to Z at Integrity Radio about connecting everything to Win Chun <clears throat> I'm not sure I even know what this means yet I I enjoy talking about uh, current issues, uh, political reform, social issues. Uh, I enjoy debating these topics. How, how to connect it to Win Chun? It's not even so much that I'm not sure how to do that. It's, I, I don't even know if I'm sure what that means yet. I need to think about this more. Um, and I certainly don't mean to expect you to enlighten me. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm still trying to figure this out and, and realize what it means. 
Hey, Integrity Radio, Jay Andrews from Tech Parental. Just wanted to say, I know it's a little bit late, but uh, that piece by George Carlin, I am a huge George Carlin fan and have probably heard all his stuff, uh, I'm probably close to all of it, but uh, funny, funny guy. And um, I never really began to appreciate his political stuff until much later. I'm 42 and I've been watching this guy since I was a very young kid. We weren't really allowed to listen to him, you know, because he has such a foul mouth. But eventually my, my mom had to cave in as even she found him funny. But his, but his political stuff, uh, I definitely began to resonate with um, later, you know, later in life, uh, you know, when I got into my 30s. So uh, good stuff. <laughs> Can you put some more of him on there? I love it. Hey, Tech Parental, this is Z. Thanks for stopping by. And yeah, George Carlin's the man. I don't think he really got that political until later on in his career. And uh, boy, uh, was he powerful and poignant and prolific. The three Ps, or in our club we call it the Ping Pang Poom. There are a lot of people out there that are Wing Chun and don't even know it. And I think George Carlin was one of them. He was a kung fu master. And you ask, so I will deliver. Here's the great George Carlin on motivation. This very well could have been the piece that got me into self-correction and doing Wing Chun to start with. Hmm. Integrity Radio. Enjoy. And a similar mystery to me. Motivation books, motivation seminars. Why would anyone need to be motivated by someone else? I say if you like motivation, a seminar isn't going to help you. What you really need is to be smashed in the head 30 or 40 times with a golf club. That'll fucking motivate you. Or else it'll at least get you up and moving around the room. You know, locate your socks, shit like that. Get the day rolling. Motivation is bullshit. If you ask me, this country could use a little less motivation. The people who are motivated are the ones who are causing all the trouble. Stock swindlers, serial killers, child molesters, Christian conservatives. These people are highly motivated. Highly motivated. And anyway... I think motivation is overrated. You show me some lazy prick who's lying around all day watching game shows and stroking his penis, and I'll show you someone's not causing any fucking trouble, okay? As Wing Chun practitioners, our goal is to appreciate all things, not to have all things appreciate us. Yes, Chum Q, bridge, transition. The weaker your bridge, the less shit you can carry across it. Get past the ego and the why and get right to how. In this case, how am I not being appreciated? Specifically, how? Self-worth comes from appreciating, appreciating other things, not other things appreciating you. The fact that other things are in your environment means that you are being appreciated. Now, I know a lot of this gets thrown out of the window due to a word semantics, but words are important. I really think the English language can do this. There are a lot of things that are, are, we're restricted from expressing in our language, perhaps, but I don't think these things are. And where our language fails us, we have this amazing language of Wing Chun to pick up the pieces. Incredible claims require incredible proof. And that's what we're doing here on Anchor. Thank you. Integrity Radio. All right. Some of you may or may not know me well enough, but I want to talk a little about supplements, vitamins, fitness, chiropractory, chi power, acupuncture, hell, even feng shui. What do I think of all these things? Why have I grouped them all together? Because I think they're all bullshit. But what isn't bullshit is the placebo effect and the power of the brain. That is a very powerful thing. In fact, James Randi was really against me smoking pot for that very reason. 
he wasn't uh, uh, sure of what effects it was having on the brain. What he did know is how fragile our brains and our whole thinking process is. Ask any doctor, placebos are huge. And when I say huge, I mean they work for a huge segment of society. I mean a huge segment of society. And it's not a testament to the supplement or the chiropractor or any of that. It's a testament to the power of your brain. I want to quote a Harvard Health um, site. They have a section called Supplements and a Scorecard. I think they say it well. The public has a legitimate desire for good health. And the supplement industry has a strong desire for good sales. I think it should be understood that vitamins, for the most part, and supplements are used by relatively healthy people. And suspiciously, supplements have been around for a long time in America and with very little oversight. So it literally remains to be the Wild West of the American health. And we have an even further complication now because there's so much money involved. Now the doctors are involved. Now the doctors are flat out prescribing placebos, such as supplements, chiropractory. Now, before you get all up in arms, first, again, remember, placebos work. And number two, a lie couldn't exist unless it was surrounded by a bunch of truth. And so you are getting some sort of treatment, some sort of truth. The shame is the medical industry fleecing the people so they waste millions if not billions on ineffective treatment. Oh, by the way, I was quoting from the Harvard Health Publications. That's at www.health.harvard.edu. Integrity Radio. See, here's the conundrum. There's more people with problems then medical science knows what to do with it. In other words, medical science can't cure everybody. And it turns out that most people's problems are in their heads. They're more psychological, like more psychological than physiological, right? So for the physiological problems, yes, medical science is very good for it. But for the psychological problems, it's very difficult. That's what placebos are for. And so there's more people out there that can one, or benefit from the placebo, or two, can afford the placebo. Now here's the problem. Some people shouldn't be getting the placebo. Some people should be getting straight up medical help, medical attention, drugs, right? So, uh, that's the conundrum we're in. You know, instead of uh, spending a whole bunch of money on doctor's appointments and physical therapists, I can just go and get my back cracked by a chiropractor. And for many, obviously, that, that that's sufficient. But for most, I'm quite sure a physical therapist is more apropos. But another problem with physical therapists is they usually tell you to do things, not just to lay there, but they actually subscribe exercises and things for you to do to help self-correct yourself. That's what I like about physical therapists over chiropractors. Now, don't get me wrong. If I had a chiropractor that knew how to crack my back, didn't charge me a lot of money, crack my neck, crack whatever, I'd be there. But I would prefer that to be done by a physical therapist. Okay, thank you very much, honey, for uh, doing what I'm asking. And uh, yes, I'm calling all of my students honey. <laughs> no, um, what Ronnie's doing is what I ask everyone to do, is to give me your perspective. It, doesn't, it certainly does not have to align with my perspective. What I do ask you to do is to um, put forth your perspective and then allow me to diagnose that perspective as 
your Wing Chun Sifu. And so, of course, what I'm trying to do here is just to try to get us on the right, on the same page, and then seeing if you're paying attention to the little details that we learn in Wing Chun. Again, Siom Tao, little idea, small idea, the details. For instance, we probably pretty much agree on the chiropractic issue. Where we don't agree, where we aren't aligned, is when you make a statement, chiropractic works for me. No, getting your neck cracked works for you. This is a critical detail. When you openly say chiropractic works for me, it validates much too much. In other words, I can pay a buddy of mine 20 bucks. If he knows how to crack my back, pay him 20 bucks and he will do it for me. Uh, it's the same service. As you know, I am envious. I wish I knew someone. I don't care if they were a chiropractor, football player, or... <laughs> I wouldn't care what they were as long as they knew how to crack my back. Eventually, I will find someone that I can afford to crack my back. Until then, I'll just try to crack my own back and uh, try to get you to crack my back whenever you're up for it. Now, if I were a rich man, I would seek out a physical therapist and I would find the right qualified doctors and therapists to work with me. But yeah, all of America is uh, having trouble with healthcare issues. And guess why? Now, yes, we have legitimate doctors prescribing legitimate uses for supplements. And then, of course, the line gets crossed because we know that supplements prescribed by a doctor are legitimate. But then they prescribe the non-legitimate stuff now. You see the problem, the lines that are getting crossed? It's bad. Again, my problem lies in the line, chiropractic works for me. And I say, no, getting your neck cracked is what's working for you. So yes, supplements and supplements being bullshit. Okay, again, all bullshit, the way it gets sold is being surrounded by, you know, some truth. But really the way to get your foods and the way to get your nourishment is directly from the sources. You know, vitamin D from the sun, the vital uh, 3B vitamins, B12, B11, B6, I think it is from fish and uh, dark greens, you know, kale, spinach. Now, like I said in the last segment, if a doctor says you're anemic and you need to take iron, well, that's a medical use. And like I've said, this is actually the problem, again, is there are legitimate reasons for a doctor to subscribe certain vitamins. But now we don't know as patients if this doctor is also the kind of doctor that would prescribe you vitamins more in the placebo purpose, or should I say more for a placebo effect, or that the doctor himself at this point is confused regarding the efficacy of vitamins because that's not their, their specialty. That's not what they do. Then we have the issue of the same stuff, the lining around our stomach, that same stuff surrounding our brain and the, the connection from our stomach to our brains. And then we have that whole connection which really complicates the issue. In other words, if that uh, glucosamine or the vitamin C or whatever you're taking, these are things that sort of come with some predetermined effects. But these same things don't work in double-blind experiments. So I don't know, maybe you were defending yourself or um, clarifying, but really you're sort of supporting everything I'm saying, even from the previous segment, is that you do have to be careful, but you have to be very careful. Us humans are creatures of adaptation. So, you know, there's just millions of us that have very little very little food that we can choose from. We don't, there's no such thing as, you know, nutritional supplements or any shit like that. Millions of people. 
that are living and surviving and doing fine. They are adapting. In fact, if it weren't for GMOs, millions and millions would be dead from famine. This is just fact. It wasn't supplements, but it was genetically modified corn, wheat, and soy that saved millions of lives. Now, I do vitamins. We do vitamins together. I, I do them almost as religiously as you, as long as you offer them to me. And I do them. I know they're not going to hurt me. Why do I do them? Because I hope that they will work. Hey, if a placebo will work, I'll, I'll do the placebo. I'll do the placebo any day of the week over having to do hard drugs. And again, this is the danger. This is the trap, right? And the industry loves it. They love this little trap that we're in. Now, you and I have both spent time as fitness instructors. We got certified. We have done a lot of the same diets, not together, but, you know, on our own. We have done our, our, our various diets and all the various herbs and supplements, trace minerals, etc. And listen, if you don't think the medical profession doesn't make a lot of money out of this, you're, you're very wrong. Shit, if the AMA didn't want holistic stuff in there, uh, it wouldn't allow it in. But I'm telling you, doctors, for the most part, over the years have found that their patients' biggest problems are their brains. The psychology that leads them into bad behaviors that cause disease, etc. And then they call it alternative medicine or a soft approach. It's total bullshit. And it will stay bullshit until the waters are cleared and they're not murked by pseudoscience. Nutrition is not the only field that will benefit. The scrutiny of Wing Chun that embodies critical thinking, rational thought, and humanist values will enrich all of the arts and the sciences. Integrity Radio. All right. And yes, evaluation. So we kind of get to the heart of it. Now, you would have, if this were a test, you would have aced it if you had used the correct terminology, right? Wing Chun Gong Fu. The three rules. Preserve the integrity of the forms. Perform the forms with authority. And perform the forms a lot. Okay, but the 12 laws. Appreciate all things. Yeah, there's, there are no buts. Appreciate all things. Things don't appreciate you. You appreciate all things. Now, what you're talking about is essentially law number five, situational awareness. And then a few of the other laws as well. You see, all 12 of these laws are geared toward helping you in number one, right? They're sort of sequential in many ways. The, the, the very first idea is to appreciate all things. And the very last but not least idea is small idea. No punch, no grab. This is, this is huge. Number five is situational awareness. I wanted to call that brainfulness. Not mindfulness, but brainfulness. And of course, number eight, anticipate deception. I think even more important is number nine, to fight from within. Come really efficient. At fighting from within. What does that mean? That means having an experience, knowing that everything, every response is first emotional. And then understanding, having done the work, understand why you respond certain ways in certain emotions that don't actually coincide. They don't make sense. You reason with that. You get used to doing that. Thank you, Anchor, for helping us with this. At first, it's slow going, but eventually, you get strong, you get quick. You're able to have the emotion, embrace the emotion, and quickly appropriate the motion, and, and go forward. The more you do it, the quicker, the more efficient you become at it, until it becomes second nature. If you follow the three rules, you don't have to worry about the 12 laws. But the 12 laws will get you out of trouble. Look at the 12 laws when you need to set things right. We can call this emotional intelligence. 
we could call it evaluation, but the main word here is Wing Chun. Again, if you are a strong-bodied human, woman, man, how can anyone actually take advantage of you? Now, if somebody is, how lucky are you? I, I, I honestly don't understand that concept. If we are not here to take advantage of each other, what the hell are we here for? And abuse, man, I don't know. Misunderstanding, miscommunication, lack of communication, lack of coordination, cooperation. Okay, sure, plenty. But straight up abuse? I, I, I really don't think that there's a lot of that out there, honestly. I mean, when it does, when, when something like that is found, it makes front news. The shit gets into the newspapers. Again, people aren't inherently bad. People are just inherently confused and unable to communicate and uneducated and emotionally unbalanced. I'm not just talking about you, me, the kids. I'm talking about a whole civilization, a whole symbiosis. But we are creatures of adaptation. So this part of the symbiosis is informing the rest of the symbiosis to start fixing itself. Ben was asking, how, how do you use Wing Chun? How do you equate Wing Chun? How do you associate all things with Wing Chun? Maybe this is helping to answer his question as well. All right, guys, I really appreciate your listening, your thinking, your working through this. I appreciate you being an adult and working through your emotions and really helping us all to refine ourselves. The bad news is, is there's very little difference between us. The good news is we can work as a whole organism to fix phenomenal problems and create amazing solutions. Integrity Radio. There's a reason why I am such an idiot for pit bulls. I love pit bulls. I'm stupid for pit bulls. And it's not because they never grow out of the little fetal puppy. They just like grow up and they still remain little fetuses, you know? They're just babies, yeah. Um, but they also kind of represent to me sort of one of the horrible <laughs> things that we humans do. Uh, you know, domestic, domestic, domestication. Yeah, at first it was all innocent enough. Uh, apparently the, uh, the wolves helped the monkeys, so to speak. There's been a long evolutionary relationship there. But then things went awry. I mean, then we created these things, these poor creatures, uh, pit bulls, and I guess they're created as fighting dogs to fight one another and also as guard dogs so they were great guard dogs and very good with humans actually um, but uh, you know they're pretty much raised to defend against other dogs and other creatures so here's the thing that we create and that we benefit from over time over hundred hundreds of years thousands of years and then we demonize the damn thing. We demonize. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, we created these things and then we want to pretend like we're gods and turn around and slaughter them. And the thing about pit bulls is they are the most human breed of the dogs. They're more human-like than any of the other dogs. So it's even that much more despicable that we want to, you know, mistreat these dogs in any way I mistreat any dog or any animal in any way for that matter but I am talking about pit bulls here you know when I walk around with my pit bulls sometimes people always stop me and they go oh, people must never mess with you I'm like are you kidding me I've had I have to defend my pit bulls my pit bulls don't defend me I, I spend most of my time defending pit bulls and I have learned a lot about dog behavior, pack behavior. I mean, I've had some people call me the real 
dog whisperer. I've had people call me the pit bull whisperer. But mostly I've had a lot of pit bulls and a lot of dogs and um, have observed the various behaviors, specifically pack behaviors, group behaviors, and then also group behaviors in relation to humans as an alpha, a new alpha is introduced into the room. There's a huge thing that goes on with dogs. And, uh, so if you don't pay attention to these things or overlook these things, then... Um, then it's very easy to be mistaken uh, regarding what's going on. And this is the very thing that it are, is getting pit bulls killed and exterminated in many states. So, yeah, I'm a little sensitive about it. All right, that's my rant regarding pit bulls. Integrity Radio. Adopt one today. <laughs>